Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is September 23rd, 2015. A wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. And it was a wonderful event yesterday because we had our memorable visit from the Pope. So that was exciting to know that he came to the United States all the way from Cuba. So that is still being talked about right now, and it's happening now. Um, but today is something that most of us all have been going through. We're not talking about the Pope because that's a whole different level, but we're talking about relationships matter. Some of you still trying to figure out a way to get around to making your relationship spicy, been together probably for so many years, but you unlocked that Kindle. But now it's time to ignite that fire. Let's get it started. Sure, you had the children. Your schedule's busy. You work all day. You barely see each other, have time to kiss. Goodbye. Hey, how you doing? All right. Talk to you later. I'll text. Okay. Text all right. It's kind of funny. But you have to take the moment. You have time to watch TV. You have to invest into your relationship, too. It's all about investing. And investing brings the family closer. Just like you have to invest to your children when you want to play that video game, you have to invest. So that's what we'll be talking about today. We'll be talking with Lori Ann Davis, a certified relationship specialist, and also discussing about her book, The Unstoppable Relationship. Do call in at 347-426-3751. The chat box will be open just for you. Lori, so glad to have you on to our show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So, Lori, relationships, they come and they go. Some of us don't know how to get a rekindle. Some of us are single. We want to get back out there into the dating game. So we're here to discuss a little bit of that. But first and foremost, how did you even get in? What drew your attention to want to do romance psychology? Well, I have my master's in clinical psychology, and I have been working with people for over 28 years. So I've done, you know, all sorts of things over the years. But Recently, I was newer to Charlotte, so I was starting up a new private practice. And, you know, anytime you get to do something new, you sort of reevaluate. What are you most passionate about? What do you like to do the most? And I realized that what I thought was the most important thing in people's lives really are their relationships. If you're not happy in your relationship, it, it affects all areas of your life. So I, for that reason, I thought relationships were really important. And I have gone through all different phases of the whole gamut of relationships in my life. Um, and a lot of it's been condensed into the, actually the last few years. So and we can talk about that a little bit. We can talk about some of my personal journey. And so I came through all of that and said, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do to help people. There's a lot I know from all of my years' experience, personally and with clients, and I just felt like that were relationships were what we need the most help in, and it was what I enjoy doing the most. Oh, wow. So now you just mentioned about your journey. So what life experiences brought this about? Yeah, you know, I had a long-term relationship. I talk about it in my book. It's where I got a lot of the secrets in my book, which was sort of analyzing my own long-term relationship, sort of balancing that with what I knew from books and clients. Um, so for 25 years, I was in just one of those amazing relationships where we had our ups and downs. We had difficult days. We had outside stressors, obviously. But our relationship was strong. It was amazing. I would say that almost every day when we reconnected after being apart, we got butterflies. You know, we just really loved each other. And we were able to keep that alive for 25 years, which is a really long time to do that. 
you know, through children and work and jobs and all kinds of things. But even the best relationships sometimes go through a point where um, some other factor comes in. And in our case, he had some lessons, I think, in life he needed to learn. He he kind of started growing in some different directions. Um, and our relationship, um, we I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. You know, after after a period of time, we sort of looked at our relationship and we had grown in different directions. And after 28 years, we made um, a very hard decision, and that decision was to go our separate ways. So as you can imagine, for me, it was it was probably the worst experience of my life. It was very difficult. We had been, we were each other's best friends. We were the one person that we could always count on. Um, Looking back at it now that I've gone through it, you know, everything's okay. We made it through. We're still good friends. We still are raising our two young children together successfully. Um, cover from that experience. So I understand what people are going through even better than I did with just the education, right? You know, I really understand how difficult the ending of a relationship could be. And But then I looked back and thought, I had those 25 years and I wanted that in my life again. Two of my three children were still young. They weren't grown yet. And I wanted them to experience and to firsthand see what an amazing relationship looked and felt like. So I had to get back out in the dating world after 28 years. Um, you know, really? <laughs> I, just, I thought, I don't know that I can do this. How do you do this? Um, and so I learned everything I could about what I needed to do to get myself ready to date. Things had changed in 28 years about how you went about dating. You know, online dating, you know, that wasn't around when I was in college and meeting my first husband. So, you know, I, I learned everything I could. I went out there and I was successful. I found another wonderful man that I have added to my life. We are now look over three and a half years into that relationship and everything is going really well. And I have created another amazing relationship for myself. And I just looked at all of that and realized that you know, the knowledge, the experience, going through it personally when I'm talking to people and I tell them that story, they look at me and go, wow, you do get it, right? And they tell me that the fact that I could find love again the second time is inspirational to them when they're on that journey. So I'm very open about sharing my journey if it helps other people as well as the professional aspect of it. Right. And that's a lot of years, Lori, 20, 28 years mm-hmm. of just, uh, uh, just to end it all. But I'm sure you two are probably the best of friends because I have heard that from one of my coworkers on my job. Her husband, I, she didn't say how long they were married, but they're like the best of friends. It seems you become better friends after you end a relationship. You notice that, hey, you was good to have as a friend, not as in a relationship. And, and no right. brings me back out I even have said it on my show, but I was listening to something that Tyler Perry, who plays as Medea, said. Sometimes you have to learn how to actually be alone, and relationships are like seasons. Just the same way you know winter coming, mm-hmm. you still want to wear shorts, but you know winter <laughs> is, is here, but you still want to wear shorts in the same way like relationships. You still want to stick with that person when that person was only intended to come into your life just to give you a message, but no, you decide to take upon yourself and want to hold on to that season, and now you're wondering why, oh, I'm not getting along with this person. We're not compatible. No, because that person was intended to come into, give a message, and move mm-hmm. on, but you still don't want to do that and don't understand it. Then, Lori, you know it's also true. You have some that, oh, I don't I don't like to be alone. So you'd rather be miserable and, and not be alone. I'd rather right. be alone instead of being miserable. Why? And we find... We tend to find a lot of that, girl, I got a man, but you miserable. Who wants that? Right. Don't nobody want to be miserable with a man? Girl, I found yeah. somebody. Good, but you still miserable. So that's kudos to you and your miserable relationship out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love your way of putting I, I it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> kudos. <laughs> and, and I'm proud of you, Laurie. You had to figure out, hey, 28 years, yeah, I do want, and we do use children for excuse too. Oh, I have children. Oh, I, I want to be with this person. I don't want to see my children. But sometimes if what makes you happy is to relieve yourself of that negativity and that stress, 
then you need to do that, and you have to teach your children the same thing when they get old. That's why we are the prime example for our children. We teach them that. Don't be trying to hold on to garbage or somebody who want to beat on you because of your children's sake. I'm not going to have my eye popped out because of my children's sake. And I grew up around that with my friend who lived next door to me. Her mom would get beat on. She stayed around that man because of her daughter's sake. Bump that. You're not going to keep knocking my head around just for my daughter to be happy. That's because now you teach her, oh, you be happy as long as you get abused. No. Right. I, I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, and the child isn't happy, so that, so that doesn't right. even make any sense. It's, it's that fear right. of the unknown. It's that fear exactly. of change that right. and we, we have to embrace. We children the children don't mm-hmm. be happy because you're still together. You only make it miserable. But children see, they know stuff that we don't, and they'll tell you out their mouth. Mine will tell you something, but my husband and I, we don't argue around my girls. We've been married for 10 years now, so we pretty have a good bond. We laugh together. We the biggest jokers ever. We could laugh about anything and make a joke out of something. It's, it's Good. just amazing. <laughs> but um, that's important relationship, right, Laura? You know it's not easy for some. Some been out the dating game for years, don't even know where to begin. How do they even jump back into that? They just get out there. Should I mean, do you start on online dating or where? You know, I just started last night um, a. A, a class, a six-week class for singles, and I will be doing another one. I'll probably take the holidays off because if I start it again, it'll be in the middle of the holidays. But in January, I'll start another one. And we had our, our first of our six weeks last night, and what we did last night really was take a look at ourselves. And I do think that is where you have to start. Before you actually get out there and start dating, you need to take a look at where you are. And do you mm-hmm. have any beliefs? Do you have anything about yourself you need to work on before you get into that next relationship? So last night with the people that were in this class, you know, we went through some exercises looking at what are some of our experiences? Are there patterns that we have repeated in relationships? Because if there are, we seriously need to address that before we repeat the pattern again. Are there beliefs that we have maybe about relationships or about ourselves in regard to relationships that aren't serving us well? If we go out and think, you know, I'm going to have to settle. There's, there's just nobody good out there, so I'm going to have to go out and date, and I'm just going to have to settle. Then you're not going to end up in a good relationship. Uh-uh. So why even uh-uh. bother? So we really right. talk a lot about looking at ourselves and analyzing ourselves. And if you need to get some help right. with that, now is the time to do it. And then once you, you know, our next class will talk about really being very clear with yourself about what you need in a relationship to be happy. And that's not the superficial things. It's not that the guy needs to be six foot tall, abs of steel, uh-uh. you know, make 100000 a year, look good in a suit. Now, you know, all that might be nice. Um, right, but, but let's be realistic. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about what kind of relationship do you want with somebody? Do you mm-hmm. want a relationship where you do everything together? Do you want a relationship where you're free to have a lot of independence? Do you have children and you need somebody that's going to be a good co-parent with you? You know, there's so many different areas to look at. But you really want to narrow that down to four, five, six things that are that are just really important. And if you don't have those and you don't match those core values together, ultimately you're never going to be happy. So you have to be clear about that before you start dating so you know who to look for. Right. And just to piggyback off that, um, sometimes we all have to just, slow down, and I, I am going to bring up God in this matter as well. Um, we have to slow down and let God sometimes, for us, we be so quick to hurry up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I choose you right quick. You look like you perfect, and that might not be the person, because we all, I, I believe it is a soulmate for all of us, but we also have to pray on it. God will send you someone. You don't have to rush into it. Don't rush into something because it might be a little messy. And then the first thing we always want to do, we want to find somebody who got this, who got that. What about your own self? Do you have that? Do you have that? I get so tired of hearing I get tired of hearing some, and it goes for males too. 
oh, I want somebody who got money. What about you? What you have to bring to the table? You want all this extra stuff. Oh, I want this person. She got to be slim. She got to be this. But you said over there with your stomach all poked out, looking like uh, looking like the penguin on the Batman. But you want all these ex- expectations. Come on now. We can't. We can't expect everything if you're not willing to put something on the table. We, and, and I agree with you on that too, Lord. We'd be like, oh, I don't want somebody six feet tall. He got to be making six figures. He got to look this way. Well, that's a nice little fantasy if you want it. I don't know which one he going to have. I don't know if he's going to have them all, but which one you going to pick? Right. Yeah, and I mean, then, but underneath that, if he doesn't, if he's not the right kind of person and you don't have the right. same vision of what a relationship looks like, right. all of those things aren't going to matter later. Whereas Mm-mm. somebody that maybe on the outside seems different or even has some things that you're not as crazy about, as long as they're not deal breakers, as long as they're not big things. You know, they don't do things exactly the way you want. They don't think about things exactly the way you do. Well, guess what? Nobody's going to after a period of time when you get to know them enough. So you have to know what are the small things that you can say, you know what, these are small things and they don't really matter. And what are the things that are really vital to having a great relationship? Because if we're too picky about everything being perfect, we're never going to be happy. So we have to have, be very clear on what are those basic core, I call them the, the building blocks of the relationship, the foundation. If that's strong, then that helps you to maybe allow somebody to come into your life that you wouldn't have chosen before, but will really be a great partner for you. That allows you when you get into the relationship and you get frustrated with them, because you will, I promise. If you're together long enough, you're going to get frustrated with each other. It allows you to step back and say, how important is it really that he won't put the toilet seat down, that he leaves his clothes all over the floor, that he, whatever else it is that he does, that he's late, that, you know, whatever, the little list ends up being. Is that really important when I look at the big picture? So if he's kind, if he's gentle, if he's good to me and supportive, we like, you know, we have the same vision of, of our life together. He's good to my children. Well, you know right. what? Is it really the end of the world if I have to put the toilet seat down or I have to pick up his clothes right. and put them in the exactly. hamper? You know, so those fundamentals, but what I have found is most people focus on the little things. They don't focus on the, the underneath things, on the core values. We just aren't taught that. It was one of the biggest things right. that that came to me through this whole process was when I got out there and started dating, I did what you said. I asked God, I prayed and said, bring the person to me that is the right person for me, please. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I And I said, my eyes are open. And I was very clear about what those core values were. Somebody came to me who looked so different than anybody I ever thought that I would date. And I have permission to say it. You know, I, I kind of thought that I wanted the suit and tie corporate and, you know, my guy, my fiancé is, he's not. You know, he's a retired, in the retired police officer, you know, with the federal government. He rides motorcycles. He, you know, he just likes, we're very different in a lot of ways. Um, but you know what? He's the right person. He's a wonderful person underneath. And for all the things that matter, we are alike. But I wouldn't have given him a chance if I hadn't been clear about that. If I hadn't kind of asked God, okay, God, you know, is is this the right person for me and for my family, for my children? And I believe that it is. I believe that he is. And so, yes, taking things slower and looking at those core values. And guess what? The benefit of that, I now have discovered that I love traveling on the back of a motorcycle. Who would have guessed? You know, some of the things that he does that I didn't, I have now added to my life, and those are an added bonus that if I hadn't given him a chance, I wouldn't have those things in my life. Right. We're so quick to shut people down. And I like your book, Unstoppable Relationships. You know, I'm asking those secrets. And, of course, you mentioned still this part of the relationship. Sure, you know, it's going good. It looks like it's wonderful, but something is always missing in that relationship. You seem so happy, but what could possibly be missing? 
But that's what I don't understand. It seems like that should be the perfect part. I don't want to argue with you, but, I mean, that is kind of weird because you're going to have a disagreement, I guess. Um, yeah, periodically. Yes, you are. You know. Yeah. But, that's the, but you said, sadly, we're entering into a stale stage in our relationship. Why is that, Lori? Well, I think that people enter into a stale stage or a stage where they're sort of stuck for one of two reasons. Oh. Some people believe that that's as good as relationships get. And they've talked to their friends who say, you know, everything in our relationship was great in the beginning. We got married after the first year or so. You know, it wasn't so good. And that's all they really see. They know that there are some people who have relationships like I had, you know. and they, But they think that that's just, you know, well, they were just really lucky or so they don't believe that it's a possibility for things to be better, so they just accept it. Or they would like it to be better, they're frustrated, they have absolutely no idea what to do, and everything they have tried has not worked. So they give up. It's one of those two things. And so I wrote the book to convince you that it is possible to have an amazing relationship over a long period of time. And that doing some small, simple things that you just either forget to do or you don't know to do. You know, nobody teaches us this. We don't go to school and they say, okay, here's a class on how to be a good partner. Here's a class on how to have a great relationship. We just don't really do that in, you know, in school. We send people off to get married. We send them off to have children, and we don't really help them a whole lot. So I wrote the book to help you. And I kept it simple so that it was really things you could read the book and go, oh, yeah, I I could do those things. That's not that difficult. Now I see that I can have control over my relationship. And by doing some of these simple things on a day-to-day basis, I can actually create a better relationship for myself, not waiting for my partner to be different. You know, we can get on that right. treadmill, like the little rodent in the little wheel, where, well, if they would just do something different, everything would be okay. Well, guess what? They're not. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're not. Now, could could the relationship evolve and change? Of course it can. You have to start with you, because you're the only person that you have any control over. Okay. Sometimes people don't like to hear that, but... But it is the truth, and it empowers you. If we give you things to do that you can do to make your relationship better, then you're empowered, and I think that's always a wonderful thing. And, and speaking on power, there was a part of your book, too, where you said, although we do not have the power to always choose life's events, we do have the power to choose how we interpret them. Um, explain a little bit more on that, Lori. Yes, we can't control what happens to us in life. We just absolutely can't. We can't control, you know, an illness or a job loss. And we can't control our partner either. You know, in my situation, it was out of my control that he needed to go through this learning experience or this growth experience. Um, And I frustrated myself and didn't probably do my children any justice, if I'm honest, by, like you said, trying to hang on past when I should have allowed things to go. Um, But we all do the best we can in the circumstances. So we don't have the power to change events, but we do have the power to change our thoughts, our attitudes, and our beliefs about things. And by changing those you will be amazed at how much your life changes. And I'll give you just just a simple example. In our day-to-day interaction with our partner or the person we're dating or, or you know, anybody really, um, we have two choices on what we focus on. So often you see, I'm going to pick on women here, and it's not just women, but this is the example I'm going to give. Women who get together over coffee or wine and they're socializing, and what do they do? They're picking apart their partner. And they're bad-mouthing them, and they're talking about all the things that are wrong with them. And that's a choice that you can make because, you know, I, I'm sure you're not making up the things they did, but they did those things. But what happens is when you do that, you start to feel different about your partner, and you start to notice even more things that they're doing wrong. 
And again, it's focusing on the little things. It's focusing on the negative. My suggestion is, what if you focused on all the things that he or she did that you like, that they did for you, that you're grateful for? If that was your focus, and then go one step further, acknowledge that to them. Tell them. Thank them. You're going to start to see them in a different light. You're going to start to feel different about them. And then what happens is, because it's a cycle, right? It's like a circle. They're going to feel good. They're going to feel, ladies, especially if you're doing this for your guy. Guys really want to be successful. They're competitive. If you're Mm -hmm. telling them all the things they're doing right and they feel successful, they're going to do more of it. You're going to get more of what you like from them than if you tell them everything they have done wrong. Because at that point, they feel like they can't succeed and they will be right. trying. And so right. it, it really that's what I mean man. by that. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's simple. It, that's a simple little shift. That you, and it's just one tiny thing that you can do. But I've had people do some of these little things that I suggest and come back and say to me, I'm amazed at the difference it made in my relationship, even if they had a great relationship. Right. It kills a man's ego when you tell him something that's so wrong that he's doing. Man, don't like that. It's like, uh, you just done killed my whole man ego. You <laughs> and, and we, I, I think us all women mostly probably are guilty of that, and we don't know that we're yeah. actually doing that. Men are not. Oh, kind of like a child. Like, you holler at a child, you're like, okay, you, you really hurt my feelings. But when you uplift them, oh, that makes them really feel so powerful. So, Laura, let's go back to it because we know your book is Unstoppable Relationship. What is an unstoppable relationship? An unstoppable relationship. The term I came up with, it's funny, when I was going through this whole transition in my life, um, I met somebody that I'm, I'm still very good friends with, and we were discussing, you know, this career I was creating around my children and moving on after, you know, this huge life change. And he texted me afterwards and said something about what a great meeting, and he said, my new term for you is Ms. Unstoppable. And he still to this day, every time he sends me any kind of text or email, that's how he addresses me is Ms. Unstoppable. And I thought about that, and I thought, I like that, and I like that vision of myself. So when I was creating sort of a tagline for my business, sort of recreating it, I decided to use that. I decided to use the unstoppable relationships because I thought about it, and I thought it's the perfect term for me. An unstoppable relationship is that one where you you know that your partner has your back, right, your best friends, you, you're a team. You feel like this person is the one person you can always count on. You can talk to them and all of that. Now let's add to that all that excitement and passion that you had in the very beginning of your relationship that if we don't take care of it and keep it going can die away. So some people have... You know, they have passion, but they don't feel very close to each other. Some people feel very close and are friends, but they don't have that passion. So to me, an unstoppable relationship has all of those elements. It's the best of everything. It's that safe haven, that friendship, um, that person you can trust who loves you just for who you are, and that you still feel passionate about. When you see them, you still get butterflies in your stomach. So that's my that's my terminology for an unstoppable relationship. Oh, that's a beautiful definition for that. You know, to just to still get those butterflies for that person, especially when you first met them. But I want you to definitely keep those butterflies in your stomach because we're going to talk about how to actually keep that relationship spicy. Just in case if you lost that spark somewhere, we're going to help you <laughs> relight it again. Um, But stay tuned. Do not touch that dial. We'll be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. 
I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk grill clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. Visit feedingamerica.org slash summer meals to find your local food bank for help. Once again, that's feedingamerica.org slash summer meals. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, it may be over for some of you. We just lost a great baseball Hall of Famer, Yogi Bear, who died at 90. And as Yogi always used to say, it ain't over till it's over. He maintained a president in the major leagues as a coach and a manager. He was one of only six managers to lead an American League and National League team to the World Series and became a symbol of New York baseball, past and present. Yogi would definitely be remembered. He was a qualified baseballer. And for all my baseball fans, my condolences go out to you. So, as I always say, play ball and keep it going. But we're back with our wonderful, lovely guest, Lori Ann Davis, and she's telling us all the things that you may be doing wrong in a relationship. And sometimes that mate, that mate might not be the one for you, but you holding on to it, and you have to cut it loose. But we want to talk about how to actually keep that spark going in your relationship. And Laura also talked about that in her book, Unstoppable Relationships. And and sometimes relationships just need a little bit of rekindling. How do we get that? How do couples get that? That's a wonderful topic. I love that topic. (laughs) You know, know, passion is, and and intimacy is such an important part of relationships. So I think the first thing to cover very briefly is to let you know why. Why do you want to make that a priority? Because you can tell somebody to do it, and they can say to you, yeah, but I'm tired at the end of the day. Yeah, but i got all these things going on in my life. And, you know, it doesn't seem that important. So I think that if we if we know what's in it for us, if we know why it's important, it kind of motivates us a little bit. So we're going to try to motivate you here. Couples who have passion and intimacy as a part of their relationship are all of their relationship is better. So they are more tolerant with each other. Their communication's better. They're more forgiving. They just look at each other with love in their eyes more. So all of the other things in my book that I'm suggesting that you do for your relationship, it's easier to do those when you have more intimacy with your partner. And the reason for that is this wonderful hormone that is produced when we are physically together with our partner. That hormone is called oxytocin. It is the bonding hormone. And when that hormone is there, it's the hormone that we get in the beginning of a relationship that makes us think the person is so perfect, right? And we're so happy with them. And we love that hormone in the beginning of a relationship. But what happens is over time, that starts to decrease unless we do things to keep it going. So when we make time to be with each other and physically spend time with each other, um, you know, in, in, a, in an intimate relationship, um, that hormone is released again. So besides being good for your health, good for your stress level, it's good for all aspects of your relationship. So we'll kind of start with the why. Um, and then life gets busy. Life gets in the way. If we mm-hmm. don't make it a priority, it's probably not going to happen. So Make it a priority. We have this, this idea sometimes, you know, that that romance in our relationship should look like it does in the movies. And it should be romantic and it should be about big events or, you know, him sweeping us off our feet or romantic getaways. 
all those are nice. And when those things can happen, that's wonderful. Enjoy it. But on a day-to-day basis, that's probably not going to happen. So we have to actually put our mind in there, you know, and say, this is going to be a priority. And, yes, I'm tired, but my partner and my relationship are important. So I'm going to make it a priority. And so it's that mindset of this is important and I'm going to do this. And, you know, ladies, sometimes we get this belief in our head, so we're going to address this one right away. Belief in our head that you're doing it for him. And it's one more thing you have to add to your list of things to do today. And we, we have to change that. We have to change that thought because, you know, then you're not going to want to. Then you're going to resent it. And then you're going to go, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to go be intimate with my partner. You know, well, that doesn't sound like much fun. Why would you want to do that? So you have to work on how you look at it. And it needs to be something you do for you too. So sometimes people will sit in my office and say, well, I don't do that very much because I don't really like what happens when we're in the bedroom. So if that's the case, you got to talk about it, right? you got to talk to your partner. You have to talk to me. Talk to somebody else and we can help you through that. You can initiate some things that you do like. Trust me, if you're initiating something, he's going to think it's wonderful and go along with it, you know? Um As women, we also have to sort of step back and change change gears at the end of the day. You know, we're busy, we're doing, we're we're focusing on all the things that we need to do, all the things that we've done all day. When it comes to wanting to spend time with our partner, we have to figure out a way to shift gears. So I always tell women, get a hot bath, take a hot shower. Put on some music that you like, light candles, do something that makes you, takes your mind out of the doing and accomplishing mode, puts you in that softer energy that makes you feel feminine, that makes you feel sensual, that makes you feel sexy, so that you can spend some time with your partner. And then... You know, when you're first starting to add this back to your relationship, don't think of it as it has to be, again, some big event. It could be something as simple as, do you have a TV show that you like to watch? Well, you know, watch it in bed together maybe. Or if you're on the couch, make sure that you're all snuggled up next to each other, you know, and you, he's got his arm around you, you're holding hands, you're, so that you're getting that physical contact with each other. And that's a great way to start with something as simple as that because then it gets the idea rolling in your head that, oh, I kind of like being touched. I like being next to you. Um, you know, we forget to do things as simple as, Kissing like we used to do when we were dating. You know how you would just spend this huge chunk of time and all you did was kiss? Go back to doing some of those things that you used to do with each other. It doesn't have to go anywhere else. It could just be that you enjoy kissing each other for a while. What I can tell you is if you start adding more of these things to your day, you're going to start getting other ideas, right? Because you're not you know, in the car <laughs> on the way home from, you know, whatever, the date. You're married now. You're together. And so you can do more, and it's easily available. And you'll start to then find that. It'll go from snuggling and kissing to to having sex more often, which is very good for your relationship. Mm-hmm. It is. You have to, we, and as I said before, we for, we forget that most of the time because, we think, oh, I'm married, he's going to be okay. But, no, you have to still keep looking good. Same thing for you too, guys. Don't start losing, getting all that belly fat and think, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to accept you. But we still want what we saw in the beginning. Like, you look good. Not that I won't accept you. And also, Laura, you mentioned about, now, for one, we got on talking about romantic love. But there are three more other steps that you mentioned. Oh, I mean, three more secrets to just having that unstoppable relationship, too, in your book. Yes, definitely, yes. That's only part of it. So, you know, we've talked about, we, have, we talk about in the book about communication. 
because obviously that's very important. We have to no, be able to talk to each other. And sometimes conflicts come up, and we need to know how to resolve those. So in the book, I give you some simple step-by-step ways of resolving conflict when you need to. I talk to you about when do you make it an issue and when do you not. You know, um, that's important, too. We don't want everything to be an issue. So we kind of have to talk about some decisions about when do we address something and when do when do we not. Um, I also talk in the book about, this is a huge one, very important chapter, I think, or section in the book, about the difference between men and women. Because as much as we think maybe we would like them to be like us, whether we're men or women, we're not going to be. We're just simply not. We think very different. We act different. We want very different things out of relationships. And we're not going to change that about each other. It's, you know, in the book I give very, very brief, and I, and I, you know, I did lots of research about the scientific evidence, and then I tried to um, simplify it and make it very brief and short so that people would not zone out and not read any further <laughs> when they got to that. But there is good scientific evidence about why we are different. So we have to quit fighting against that and learn to understand it and learn how to work with it because, honestly, it's that difference between men and women. It's that polarity that creates the spark in our relationships. My sort of joking way of putting it is guys don't want to date or marry another guy in a dress, somebody else who thinks and acts like them. Even though we get, a, we get frustrated with each other because we're so different sometimes, men and women, we we need that difference, and we do want that difference. So in the book, I explain a lot of the differences and help you to learn how to work with those to make your relationship better as opposed to being frustrated with them. And then the other secret is really how do you make your relationship a team? How do you, how do you get your thoughts in the right frame? How do you think the right things? How do you, how do you become a team? because you can't be an unstoppable relationship if you're not a team, if it's not the two of you against the world, so to speak, you know. So it really needs to be that. So those are, those are the four secrets. I also talk a little bit about, you know, how to deal with things that we come into the relationship with, how to deal with. One lady opened the book one day. I was at a, um, a book event, and it was on the table. She opened it up, and the first page she opened it to, it said, is your past haunting your current relationship? And she said, I'm buying the book because it is. <laughs> and that was it. She didn't look at the rest of the book. She just saw that one chapter title um, and purchased the book. So um, I haven't heard back from her that she didn't get what she wanted out of it, so I'm assuming she what? did. Um, so there's just all kinds of information in there. And, again, I have written it as if you were sitting down over a cup of coffee with me and we were just chatting. So I kept it in a just very easy-to-read format, very something that you would just want to pick it up, that you could read the whole book, but then go back and pick right. up and reread a it, section. I give you little simple is. exercises at the end to do. Mm-hmm. I was doing an interview with a couple over the weekend for um, a different radio show, and the guy said to me, you know, when I see that I have to do something at the end, he goes, uh, I always think homework. I don't want to do this. He goes, and I don't <laughs> like the book. He said, but I have to tell you, Lori, your exercises were very doable. They were very simple. He goes, I didn't mind doing them. So apparently not only did he read the book, but he, he was doing some of them. I was so pleased. <laughs> you know. So, again, I tried to make it all just very user-friendly, if that's the right term. It is. Clients it's will very say to me Yeah, clients will say to me sometimes when they leave my, my office, I wish I could take you home with me and you would sit on my shoulder Aww. and tell me these things. <laughs> and so when I wrote the book, that's what I thought. This is my way of going home with you, or if you don't know me and you're not working with me, this is my way of helping you, sort of sitting on your shoulder, whispering inspirational things to you that will help you because – if you can't tell, I'm truly passionate about that. I can I can very tell that so much, and you're so <laughs> right about your book. 
your book is simple. It basically answers every question, why am I like this? And it gets down to the nitty-gritty. Don't downgrade your man. To uplift him. Stop letting your past. And that's a very important thing. And I like that you started that off first of the book. We all let that happen. My past comes to my present. And if this person is like that person, then it's not going to be right. And what we always do, we always make it look like everybody is the same. And, ladies, we got to stop doing that. Everybody is not the same. And this one guy I was watching on Facebook, he was talking about women in particular, how sometimes you give up the good man over there for the man who don't want nothing. He don't want nothing but to use you. Now you're stuck with him. The good man gone. He don't want you. And all because you were too foolish to see that, basically. He had a lot more to say, but it was just basically that. We're so blinded. We want we want the glamour. That's what it is. It's called glamour. When they look too fancy, it's glamour. It's too good to be true. But you could right. have got this one over here who looked like, um, he's not going to be a great fit. And that's the one who wants you, who's going to treat you right, open that car door, but you but you fail to realize that. And I just love, because your book really is not big terms. It's easy for you to understand. Nothing that you have to go in no dictionary and look for no words. It's even your own child probably can understand it, but we don't want them to have the book. But I do like your book. When <laughs> My twenty-one-year-old daughter though needs the book. I mean, right. she still sends to me. You know, Mom, I still need to read your book. <laughs> so right. yeah, trying to get her own children to do it. No, she right. will one day. She will when she's ready. But periodically, she goes. Well, I still need to read your book. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. you know what? It would it would not hurt her to read it if she wants to go ahead, go right ahead, and it might. I think it probably would help you, even if you have not even begun to think about a relationship, it would help you to start probably thinking on what things I need to do to improve because your book also yeah. says well, in that. Well, at 21, she is in a relationship, so yes. Oh. <laughs> but, but I you know, like this line has me tickled in your book where you say women bring some more like spaghetting. <laughs> well, I bring <laughs> I would never, well, you know, when you think about the brand, I guess it is kind of split with up, but it, it did tickle me a little bit. I said, wow, we do do a lot. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you liked it. So hopefully other people will go to Amazon and order it and read it. Oh, yeah. Send me notes do. through my website. Send me notes through my website. Tell me what you liked. Ask me questions. You know, I use, Ooh, yes. I use questions that people to write blogs. I write a blog every week. Post it. It's posted on my website. You can sign up for my newsletter. Um, and I try to give lots of information out. And sometimes I get those ideas for those blogs by things people write in and ask me. So if you think there's a part that I didn't clarify or I should have said more or you want to know more information, send me um, an email through my website and let me know. I will utilize that to post that information. I, you know, I'm not going to use your name. Um, I'm always right. very respectful, obviously, as a you know, with a counselor's background, privacy is utmost. So don't be afraid. You can tell me your situation, you can, you know, do all that and I will utilize that to help other people to write blogs, to I'll, you know, send send you the blog that I write to you. Um you know, use it for radio shows, ice radio show ideas. We're always looking for ways to help people, aren't we? Well, yes, that's what it's all about. We want you to stay happy and stay in your relationships. But the first thing you have to understand, you have to appreciate and love yourself before you can love someone else because if we make that mistake, we don't love ourselves and we want to go and love someone else, and that's not going to happen. How can you love anybody when you don't even know what it is? You don't, And it's not, always, it's not just about sex. It's about really appreciating that person and Lori Book will explain it all. Please make sure you pick up her book, Unmasking Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships. It's a great explainable book. Um, it will not take long to read it and understand it, what it is. It's straight to the point, no sugar coating it. It is what it is. So please make sure you pick that up. Um, Lori, any other further advice that you want to give our listeners out there? I love listeners. I, you know, just. Make your relationship a priority. Make it the most important thing in your life. And if you're struggling with something in your relationship, don't wait. It's much easier to fix something the sooner you catch it than it is later, but also don't give up, even if it's been going on for a while. Get some help, whether it's 
whether it's, you know, reading books, whether it's looking up information online. I have a website. It's laurieandavis.com. That's L-O-R-I-A-N-N davis.com. I have a wealth of information on that website for you. Feel free to go there. You know, take a look. See if there isn't something I'm offering that I can help you with. And I will say one other thing that I will always offer for anybody that thinks they would like to talk to me about something and see if I can help them, I will always do you know a 30-minute strategy session with you for free. So you can set a time with me. You can tell me what's going on. I'll tell you how I think I can help, and we can decide if you know my helping you is something you want to do or not. So I have lots of ways that I hopefully can be a blessing to you, and so just let me know how I can do that, and feel free to utilize the information that I've put out there for you. Well, Lori, I do appreciate you for coming on to the show and sharing your expertise on this. And definitely, I, I do have the copy of the book, but I, I'm i going to have to go get the paperback because I love paperback. I just love the feel of it in my hands knowing that it's right there. But, Lori, hopefully we'll be able to do this again because there's always someone who needs new relationship ideas and it's and Valentine's Day will be coming up or way That would be great. You know, we can always prepare you for that. But, Lori, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you again sometime. Me too. You have a blessed one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And my listeners, in regards to our conversation today, our friend Mary Ellen with her truth for the day is this. Seek other sources for wisdom. Allow your curiosity to drive you towards more scholarly pursuits. Immerse yourself in self-reflection. Find books of knowledge and spiritual wisdom that will guide you. That's why Unmasking Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships should be one of the books. When you seek wisdom in books, teachers or other places you will discover knowledge that can help you expand the borders of what you think you know. Today, enroll in the class. Pick up a new book of wisdom or seek further guidance through study. Enjoy the day, everyone, and I will catch you on another episode of The Bright Side with Technician. You have a blessed day, and go out there. Find your true love. Slow down a little bit. You don't want to rush it because you don't want to end up with have a blessed one. God loves you, and I love you too. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 